Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now, here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, everybody. This is Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd, and we have such a super fun show today. We're going to be talking parenting and conscious and carefree parenting. Rob, we've got an interview with Stephanie Dumont at uh, Be Carefree. That's the letter BeCarefree.com coming up. She's a former uh, executive empowerment coach that now talks mm-hmm. about conscious and carefree parenting. And I get the conscious part. I think I'm pretty conscious, but I have a hard time with carefree. I agree that it would seem that it would be difficult, but I have a feeling that there's a lot more uh, conscious (laughs) even in the word carefree because there are times when I think as a parent, you get so hung up on something that you're trying to either instill in your kids or uh, if you've got rules and guidelines in your house that you're, you're wanting the kids to abide by. And then when the, they are ignoring your uh, requests, let's say um, the, uh, the, the ability to let it go is, is kind of difficult. And I'm wondering if, in fact, when she is saying carefree, it's not to be very lackadaisical and very blasé. It's being able to look at the present, look at the, uh, the learning experience, and be conscious of how you're steering your kids so that outcomes are positive. That would, I wonder, I, I, I'm very anxious to hear her her, her conversation. Yeah. Because like when I first thought about carefree parenting and it's like carefree, it means you don't care at all. And right, right. Like, no, no, no. It just means that, you know, you apply your care to things, you know, that get, get results that have an yes. outcome and, um, yes. you know, you kind of let the other stuff go because letting go is really hard. And I think it's hard too, Rob, you know, when you bring these kids into your household, um, you know, like for me, I didn't have kids till I was 36. So I was kind of set in my ways. I had things I, the way I like them and, you know, kids come in and they turn things upside down and it used to drive me bananas that I couldn't stay on schedule. You remember those days where I'm like the, you know, like I needed my laundry done on Monday, things done on Tuesday. And, but that's how I feel in control in the world. That's how I navigate. And then I had to, of course, accommodate for my dad and these two kids. And, you know, as a result of the divorce, um, it was not, uh, I, did, I would not say I even passed carefree. <laughs> F minus. I think that would be probably pretty in, in alignment with, you know, it was hard. It is hard for me. It was, and it still is. It is difficult, and I think what's difficult is you are, um, it's so hard to reinvent your patterns, reinvent your lifestyles, and being able to still accomplish the things you need to do. Many people need to work. Many people need to um, still have a professional life, and to be able to have these kids fitting in to your your daily lifestyle so that you can keep up and of course bring in the bring in the money and of course we're always exhausted we are so tired when we have little ones in the house and and having to get a good night's sleep is is nearly impossible at times unless you really have a good comfortable mattress (laughs) well you know rob i'd like to introduce our sponsor today sleep number yeah I don't know if you've heard about the Sleep Number 360 smart bed, but I always thought I couldn't afford one. But then I thought about like how bad my night sleeps were. And, you know, to get up and do it all over again when your back hurts or your side hurts or like, Mm -hmm. you know, my old bed had like that dip in it, you know, and I would kind of fall in, roll into the center of it, but I never got a good night's sleep. It's true. And I think right it, for anybody who is sort of uh, on board with you there, this is, there's never been a better time now 
to take a look at sleep number stores because there is the ultimate sleep number week this week and you can save 50 percent on the new sleep number 360 limited edition smart bed this is the perfect time and i i, I know that there are so many sleep numbers out there uh sleep number stores out there this is the perfect time to go find one near you well, yeah, 50% off is really amazing. And, um, you know, one of the things that I always had trouble with was was getting the right mattress firmness because right. I, I like a really firm bed and, you know, not everybody does. And now you and Stephen, what about you guys? We did go into a sleep number store and that's exactly one of the reasons why we did because we couldn't agree on the the. the mattress firmness. He likes it really, really firm. And I like a little more cush. And that's the beauty. Sleep number lets you choose your ideal firmness on each side. So it's just right for both of you. Well, and they're so smart, Rob. They can actually sense your every move and automatically adjust to you, which I think is is really amazing that you could sleep comfortably through the night. And I wish I had one of these when my kids were, you know, my kids are teens now, but can you imagine having one when they're toddlers? Like, you know, when they crawl into bed and like, exactly. you know, like that to me is like, you know, like forget the husband, forget the partner. Like we <laughs> help us sleep when we've got a thrashing toddler in the bed. It's true. And, and you end up every which way. And I have to say, this is one of the things that's really wonderful. You would um, expect to have um, a difference in between, but you it's so comfortable. Even the two of us, when we're together, um, it's very comfortable. You can adjust your side. You, he adjusts his side. And I absolutely love the fact that we can both get a good night's sleep. Yeah, so we want you guys to come in during the Ultimate Sleep Number Week and save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed and the Queen C2 Mattress is now only $8.99. And oh my Sleep gosh. Number, yeah. I know, isn't that great? Sleep yeah. Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the NFL. You'll only find Sleep Number at one of their 550 sleep number stores nationwide visit sleepnumber.com slash military mom that's sleepnumber.com slash military mom to find the nearest one near you you know what's also great sam they've got a, this awesome blog at blog.sleepnumber.com there you can learn lots more about wellness and tech from the leader uh look up hashtag smarter sleep by visiting the Sleep Number blog at blog.sleepnumber.com. That's the place to get some really great info. It is. It is. So just a reminder, come in during the Ultimate Sleep Number week and save 50% on that new Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. That Queen C2 mattress are now only $8.99. So you're going to go to sleepnumber.com slash militarymom. That's sleepnumber.com slash militarymom to find the one nearest you, Rob. And I got to tell you, I went on their blog and I do do their bed yoga. That was pretty yes. cool. I was excited <laughs> that. I'm like, wow, I can like work out. I don't even have to get up. How great is that? I love it. I love it. All right. We'll be back with Stephanie Dumont of Conscious and Carefree. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. To lose weight, we know that each day we need to burn more calories than we take in through eating and exercise burns more calories. According to Discovery Health, a 150 pound person will burn about 60 calories while taking a one hour nap. One hour of sitting and watching television burns about the same. But if that 150-pound person takes a one-hour brisk walk, then say goodbye to more than 250 calories. Cardio exercise like running, biking, swimming, and brisk walking are the best modes of exercise to burn the highest amount of calories and will get the endorphins flowing in your body. Those feel-good neurotransmitters boost your mood naturally. So use exercise to burn calories, lose weight, and to feel good. I'm Annette Hammond. To hear other fitness and weight loss tips, visit our website at AnnetteHammond.com. Hey, everybody. This is Sandra Beck, and we're going to be visiting today with Stephanie Dumont. Now, she's a leading executive empowerment coach from San Diego. For 18 years, she helped cutting-edge clients turn ambition, talent, and objectives into profit and greater happiness. She coaches executives and their teams who are up-leveling in their field. So this is going to be a really great show. And she also leads mastermind groups via teleconferences for writers and solopreneurs 
and professionals breaking new ground. Now, she is the co-founder of a lifestyle blog and learning forum called Conscious Carefree, which has formulas for joyful and productive living. You can sign up and get her weekly inspiration there. Now, her website is B carefree.com. So that's the letter B carefree.com. I'm so excited because we are going to talk about creating more joy and having meaningful productivity. Like anybody can be productive, but meaningful productivity is just a, a, a big deal. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you, Sandra. I'm a big fan of yours. And um, I know you and I are both in the field of helping people to live their dreams in their life. So uh, it's always a joy to talk to you. So today I, I wanted to chat about living a conscious and carefree life and kind of just the idea of what that looks like, feels like, and sounds like. Well, so, yeah, because we hear the word conscious a lot, and yeah. I'm, I'm awake. <laughs> I'm <not> yeah. conscious. So, <laughs> well, that's part of it. That's part of it. Because being conscious is being... understand, like, what does yeah. that mean? Like, when I hear conscious, I think, well, I'm up, I'm walking, I'm moving. I'm <laughs> conscious at some level. I'm walking and talking, so I think I'm conscious. Um, well, you know, that's a big part of it. But really, being, I, for me, and, and the creation of Conscious and Carefree, being conscious is really being present. So it's not just, you know, putting one foot in front of the other. That's definitely a a step in the right direction, so to speak. But it really is about becoming more aware in our lives. Like awake, yes, but aware. And so that means kind of paying closer attention to the present moment where we are. Because what happens is we start to go through life and we get into habits and, you know, patterns and we, we go about life just, um, you know, you wake up, you brush your teeth, you wash your face, um, you know, you, you, just, you get ready for work, you go make breakfast. And so a lot of that is unconscious behavior, right? Because we just get in these patterns of doing things. And so living conscious and carefree is trying to be more uh, aware of your environment, become a more aware and present in the moment you're in because, um, you know, most of our society takes life for granted, you know, unless something happens to us, I find that a lot of people are walking around and we take things for granted. Do you notice that too? Oh, all the time. You know, when my mother was dying, my mom died of breast cancer and I took care of her. Um, I was, I was constantly walking around going like, there'd be like, you know, like I'd be in Walmart picking up something, you know, picking up, um, you know, some things I needed. And there'd be like some mom screaming at her kid. And I'd be like, Oh my God, like, don't realize like you have a kid to scream at. And you know, things like that, like your perspective, at least mine did like completely shifted and everything slowed down. And I remember the morning my mom died. I, I couldn't believe the sun came up. I couldn't believe the roses were beautiful. Like it really kind of messed with my mind to show how asleep, like I felt I was sleepwalking through my life up until that point. And a lot of people I think uh, are doing that and are having that experience. And so, you know, with conscious and carefree, I say that it doesn't have to, you don't have to have tragedy and you don't have to hit rock bottom to wake up. I mean, unless you want to, it, it, it can be a choice. You can learn from, you know, when you hear stories like yours, I can learn from you that I need to, you know, be kinder to my kids because I have them and because I have a really blessed life. I can learn that lesson from you. I don't have to, um, you know, my mom also passed away, but I, I don't, I didn't have to go through that experience in order to appreciate my life. And so what we're saying is that we can learn from one another. You know, some people do have to kind of, you know, plummet before they pick themselves up. Some people do have to hit rock bottom. But we are trying to say that you can choose uh, before that happens. Like at any point where you are, you could say, you know what? I'd like to start living more in the present. I'd like to kind of appreciate where I am more. I'd like to be kinder to the people around me because, 
you know, if I'm rushing out of the house in the morning and pushing my kids out the door to get to work, you know, and God forbid something happens, you know, you just, you want to live your life as if um, this day matters. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a great movie that I love. Um, I watched it recently and it's called About Time. And it's about this young man who learns that he can travel through time. His dad tells him that he was able to, you know, travel through time. And so he teaches him uh, to be able to go back to these, you know, disappointing moments in his life. And by being more present and by caring more about what happens in that moment, that he can transform his entire life and experience. And so I'm a big believer in that. And so, you know, movies like that show us that, that this is, you know, an aspect of time travel. But I believe that we can have that kind of life now if we're willing to wake up, like be fully awake and aware and become more conscious of our interactions that we're having with others and also about our relationship with ourselves. That's, that's some of what I wanted to talk about today. Well, I think, you know... I wish I had this show, you know, 20 years ago in my life, because I was one of those people that had to hit rock bottom. And I was one of those people who never realized how much I had. I always focused on my goals and it was, I was living in the future. You know, I was time yeah. traveling a lot. I was right. five years from now, my four-year plan, my three-year plan, you know, they teach us right. that as an executive to have these future plans. And I was always pushing towards this future plan. And one of the things that caused me to really sit with myself, I remember I was sitting with my mom and, you know, she was having one of those days where she was like traveling to the other realm. Like she wasn't dead, but she was not present in her body. And I could feel her not there with me, even though her body was there, you know, she's laying there breathing and I'm thinking, wow, I wonder where she goes. And at that time I thought to myself, there is no one-year plan, five-year plan, 10-year plan for me and my mom. My mom was my best friend. We used to go and travel and do all these things together. Mm. So I really was forced at that point to go, how do I make every moment count? How do I make yes. And in that being present, which I didn't understand, truly, yeah. I didn't understand what it meant to be present because I could be at my kid's concert and be ticking over stuff, work in my head. Yeah, you know, I, get so it. I was there, but I wasn't there, but I didn't even know I wasn't there. Right. That's the, that's the key right there is that you didn't even know that you weren't present. That's right. a really big piece. Big piece. And yeah. so when I was meeting with some of the hospice people, they would come in and they'd be like, well, talk to your mom. And I'm like, well, I don't think she can hear me. You know, I don't think she's barely breathing. And they're like, no, just talk to her. Be present, be present. And I remember mm-hmm. them talking about being present and they're like, hold her hand, look at her, be with her. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do that till the end moments of my mom's life you know she's 70 years old we we traveled together we talked together but I realized that when we were talking Stephanie I was always preparing what I was gonna say I wasn't really listening to what she was saying I kind of was listening with half my brain but I wasn't focused on her a hundred percent. Like I was busy thinking about what I was going to say next or what I was going to cook or, you know, what, what work I had to do. And so it was a real eye opener to me to, to learn how to be present at 45 years old. Yeah. It's not something that we're taught anywhere, Sandra. This is the big thing. It's almost like, you know, we've been raised uh, from a very young age or even since birth Uh, with just massive amounts of distractions. You know, you should focus on this. You should do that. We're never taught, um, okay, you need some time to be able to be quiet with yourself. We're not taught to, to, you know, be quiet or to meditate or to relax. You know, these are aspects of living conscious and carefree that we're to grieve. Or to grieve, like you said. But I mean, it's, it, it seems like people don't go down this path or avenue unless maybe their work has some kind of program that, that encourages them to do that or that they're forced to by the circumstances you're talking about. We have some type of you know, uh, tragedies in our lives or 
you know, some really heavy situations that, that, that keep us, you know, like illness, for example, some people, you know, I remember what before my mom passed away, when my mom had cancer that, you know, I remember watching her start to learn meditation. And it was like, really fascinating, because she's like, I gotta, I gotta hurry up and learn meditation. I got, I gotta learn to relax now. You know, now that I'm sick, I have to learn to relax. So this is important information and something obviously that's imperative to your listeners. You don't want to start to learn to relax when you're ill or when you have disease. You know, disease is dis-ease. It is, it is an inability for us to have emotional, physical, psychological, and mental alignment. And this is really what Conscious and Carefree is about. It's, about, it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a way of living. And it's a way of being. And actually, the whole concept, we, we've, we've based it around like four primary areas that we think are really important. And you and I are talking about them right now. And so the first area is mindfulness, which is, you know, imperative for us to, uh, you know, invest ourselves in being. Because, I, you know, I've... I've had some very wealthy and very successful clients, Sandra. I'm sure you have too. And if you don't have mindfulness, I mean, there's not a lot of joy. And, you know, money does not buy you happiness. Money does not buy you love. And mindfulness will help you to be kind of a beacon of light. It will help you to attract these things that you want to achieve in life it makes you attractive versus you chasing them down or or you know drawing out all of your plans and mapping out all your next steps I mean do you know what I'm talking about I do I do you know and it I was thinking about you this weekend I went to this um, plant food medicine conference in Santa Barbara and you know when I in between the seminars I was kind of looking at our notes for our show today and and you know my notes you know for what I wanted to talk about and the lady who was doing the um, herb class yes about the power of a cup of tea and she didn't talk about the stuff you put in the tea because I was thinking oh she's going to combine like leaves and yeah and make this witch's brew and it's going to make yeah. it feel better <laughs> yes and so she's standing up there Steph and she's like she's got the hot water and then she's got the tea ball you know with the stuff in it and then she's pouring it and then she's smelling it and she's holding yep. it and she's she did that for like a minute and a half and me you know the type a personality and there's like well get to the point are we all going to have some do we get to smell it <laughs> Going on and on, like in my head, going, "Come on, lady, step on the gas." What? Are you oh doing? man! And I, thankfully, I kept my trap shut. Like I didn't say anything. I just sat there and kept Good that girl. chatter in my head. But yeah. then she said, "This is the power of a cup of tea. You step out of the rat race. You step out of yes. the doing, and you enjoy the aroma. You feel the warm cup. You hold it. You, you. She showed us how to put our hands in like a little cup over our nose, and she goes." Breathe in, there's your best infuser, your best, you know, diffuser for like the essential oils. And, you know, she's yes. like, just pop your hands over the tea and breathe it in. And it was, it was so phenomenally simple. You didn't need drops of anything. You didn't need a diffuser. You didn't need all these things. You needed a, like for crying out loud, you needed a cup of hot water and a tea bag. Yes. And you know what else you needed to do? You needed to, tea makes you stop. Again, part of living conscious and carefree, we have to learn to stop. And this, is, this has been difficult, a difficult lesson for me to learn in my life because I am the consummate doer. I'm a go, go, goer, um, and sometimes really fast. And I have learned that I need to take the time to uh, be in nature yeah. Right. This is a huge one for me to be in nature. It also gets me out of my head and gets me into my body and gets me to observe the world around me. And also just, you know, being and appreciating this morning before our call, you know, I dropped my daughter off at school and I drove straight down. I'm so fortunate. I live one mile away from the ocean wow. and the ocean just feeds me. 
And so I didn't have a lot of time because I had to come home and get things ready for our call. But I just, I got out of the car and, you know, I had my Ugg boots on and I stepped into the sand and I went out to the ocean and I just stretched. I just did like five minutes of stretches and I just really stood there and expressed my appreciation. I was like looking up and down at my beach that I live one mile from and I was just grateful. So, you know, being conscious is also about um, appreciation and gratitude. And this is such an enormous piece of this lifestyle because it really is the whole idea of choosing to look at what is right at any given time, even when the shit is hitting the fan, excuse my French, but, you know, stuff is happening and stuff goes down and we have a choice you know, in that moment or after that moment. And you can like, you know, call yourself on it. You can look yourself in the mirror and say, okay, here's that moment. What are you going to do? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, I do. I do. Because that's, you know, I don't have the beach, but I have mountains to look at. I have a yes. nice car to drive in. I yes. have this fancy phone that I get to, to watch cool movies when I'm bored. Yes. Like, you know, there's so many little things, um, you know, and I haven't traveled to anywhere other than major cities in a long time, but in my twenties, I backpacked a lot and I, I trekked a lot around the world and I, I had such greater appreciation and I really, you know, I'll be honest, I, I moved very far away from where I was in my twenties when I was in my thirties and started my forties and it became very much about, you know, acquisition and my house and my this mm, and my that. Mm. And then when my whole world fell apart, you know, I got divorced and my husband right. and someone else and my mom died and I went through a foreclosure, you know, it was a lot of, a lot for me. And now I get up and I appreciate that my body works. I get up yes. and I, my kids are healthy. You know, my phone is like four generations old and I love it. Like, I don't feel the need to get the next phone. Right. I mean, you know, you, you can change, you can make these changes. And, you know, I'm here living proof to show you that you can, you can become softer and kinder and love your life more and still be productive and still be successful. I'm actually more successful now Stephanie, then I was, I've made more money in the last couple years than I've made in my crazy psycho push, 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 got to be the best. Everything needs to be better mentality. This is, this is true. I'm going through the same exact phase in my life, Sandra, which is fascinating because I am actually working on more projects and, and varied projects than I have in years. And, and I'm so excited because all of the things that I'm working on right now are the things that I am so passionate about. And I know that each of these also represent my purpose. I, I can't believe this, but I, I just recently, uh, a friend approached me who was writing a musical and my background's in music. And I heard his, he played me a song from his uh, future musical. And when I heard the song, I saw the characters in my head. I heard what they were saying to one another. I saw what they were wearing. I saw the dance they were doing. And when, when he was done playing it for me, I, I said, oh my gosh, I, I heard the whole thing. And he said, what do you mean? Well, he had no lyrics to this music yet. And he knew I had a history with, you know, I grew up a vocalist when I was young and I was a professional singer. And he said, would you like to write the lyrics to this piece or try and P.S. The album is coming out. Uh, the CD is coming out November 7th. And I'm now looking at performing in a show. He booked a theater up in San Francisco. And I'm going to sing these songs I wrote in the show next year. So, you know, I am with you that. And, and again, it's about being in touch with your, your passion and your purpose. And a lot of people are walking around and they're, you know, they're, they're working really hard to, you know, pay for all these wonderful things that they've acquired. They're trying to pay rent. They want to, you know, pay for their cars. They're putting their kids through college. Mm-hmm. And some of them like what they're doing and some of them don't. 
Right. And so the question is, too, is how do we bring in those things that we love or that we loved when we were younger that make our hearts sing, that give us purpose? And, you know, I always think with living conscious and carefree, it's like, you know, what kind of legacy do we want to leave behind? What do we want to leave for our kids? What, what's our mark? What kind of mark do we want to make on the world? And that's a very different thinking than, um, you know, I got to get to work. Or I got to do this and, and, you know, I got to go to shop at uh, Target, whatever, because we're, we're very busy and we're very distracted. And this is conscious and carefree is really about kind of bringing it around to, you know, making yourself as a priority again. Mm-hmm. And you well, just told me you were doing that. Yeah. And you, you said something really that meant a lot to me when you were speaking. Um, you said what mattered to us when we were young, because what mattered to me when I was younger, and I'm talking young, like, like, you know, four or five years old up until about 15, 16. And then I went to Northwestern, you know, 17, 18, and, you know, kind of never looked back. Um, But the things that I love to do, I'm doing now. And Mm. I didn't do them for a long time, because they weren't necessarily well, thought of as a career or a life choice or a, you know, it was, I got into this great business school. I got into this great journalism program and, you know, it was all hard hitting. It was all, you know, which is great for some people. Right. And it wasn't great for me. And I did it for 20 years and I did a good job, but I always felt when I went to work, I was wearing a mask. I was putting on this suit. I was putting on this persona and I was tough and I was this and I was that. And then it just got too much. It was like wearing a Halloween costume all the time. And I feel you. I was, I guess now I'm back to being a gentle person. I'm back to being funny and Uh, irreverent and I really don't care what people think. And I got so off track in the middle. Yeah. I, what I hear you saying is that you got back to enjoying yourself and enjoying Mm -hmm. your life. And then the way I was made was good. enough. That's the thing that, that came out really strongly. Like when my mom died and you know, I, I spent a whole year after my mom died. I mean, I still worked and took care of my kids. Don't get me wrong. I wasn't sitting in the lotus position on a cliff, you know, figuring right, out. Right. But you don't have to be. Right. Every moment that I had, even if it was waiting in the carpool line, I really started evaluating my life and how do I want to live? And what am I going to do for this second phase of my life or second half of my life? And it didn't include fighting with people. And it didn't include yeah for everything. And I thought, what if I did a big consciousness change? And what if I went back to being who I am? And if Mm. people don't like it, that's okay. But I spent a lot of time for years in higher education, trying to be something that everybody was molding me to be. And I'm not complaining. I allowed it. I chose it. Actually, I thought that was the right thing to do. And when I got all the toys and I got the marriage and I got the this and I got the that, I was never so empty. Yeah. This is a, this is a really big piece. Um, and I remember that um, I, one of my favorite clients of all time and, and probably one of the wealthiest and most successful people I know um, he bought himself a couple of new Ferraris, two to be exact. And um, I, I was surprised and I went, oh, okay, you know, that's interesting. And then, you know, a few months down the road, uh, he started talking to me about selling the Ferraris. And I said, so what did, what's the realization you came to? And he said, Stephanie, uh, you can't hug a Ferrari. and I I know and it was really such a big message to me also because like I said this person was one of the smartest one of the richest and one of the most successful people that I've ever known in my life Um, and uh, what a great lesson you you cannot buy love 
And love is really important. And love is, uh, I have a good friend who is a, a famous singer and she says, love is the whole show. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really the only thing we get to take with us, right? Is the love that we give and receive from people. And this same friend who I'm talking about, hopefully it's okay for me to mention her. I think it is. But um, do you know the band Berlin? Sure. You remember, you know, Take My Breath Away? So this is Terry Nunn. She's a dear friend of mine. And um, I interviewed Terry. She's done interviews with me not that long ago because she just has one of the most um, inspiring work ethics of anyone I've ever known. And when I was talking to her during the interview, she was talking about, you know, she loves music and she's, she has loved what she's done for, you know, 30 years now. She's been at the top of her game, which is extraordinary. And she's still creating new albums now. And she said at this point in her life, it kind of blew my mind, but she said she's just really still learning to enjoy the process, learning to enjoy her work. And I was baffled. I thought, oh my gosh, you've been doing this so long and you're still learning to enjoy it. And she said, yes. Yeah. Well, because we're goal oriented, we're achievement oriented, you know, get the next song out, get the next job done, get the next, you know, where have we ever been taught to just enjoy where we are? Yeah. Enjoy the process. Well, that's actually one of the aspects of living conscious and carefree is enjoying the process. Because, you know, like you said, we're always, we can't wait to get the diploma. We can't wait to get the job. We can't wait to be married. We can't wait. We have all these like large landmarks. And then we, we like beat ourselves up along the way. We struggle. We complain. We're exhausted. And, and we're not realizing that every day in between there is also a day of our life that we're kind of flushing down the toilet, right? Right. So it's about going, oh, okay, my life is right now. My life is today. It's not just when I do the radio show. Is Am I enjoying the prep for the radio show? Am I enjoying thinking about what things we're going to talk about today and, and you know what we get to expose the audience to? And so that's, it's, this, is a, this is a perspective, Okay, this is a a different perspective and it's a mindset. And, and, you know, again, conscious and carefree is about kind of this, this becomes your focus. It's, is, you know, what can I appreciate about this situation? You know, who can I show gratitude for and to? Um, focusing on your well-being, you know, one of the aspects of living conscious and carefree is, is living a wellness lifestyle. And like you were saying this morning, right? You're going to your, you're teaching your, you're doing your cycling classes. I do my cycling classes and I teach them, but I'm also like, I went to that plant food medicine. Yes. You know, because I wanted to learn. It wasn't, you know, I'm not trying to be an herbalist or an essential oil salesperson. And because people kept going to me like, why are you driving that far? Like, why are you going out there? And I'm like, well, I want to learn for me. I want to learn for my kids. Exactly. I want to learn for my family and, and, you know, for my clients. Like, you know, if I can give them an essential oil or a cup of tea that can help de-stress them and yes. we can enjoy our work together more, yep. then and we all win. That's right. And this is, this is a big trend I see happening on my mastermind groups. A lot of people are coming on. I, I lead groups, mastermind groups via teleconference on the phone. And a lot of people who have been uh, entrepreneurs or solopreneurs and had businesses and, and been the lone ranger and like done this work by themselves for so many years. And like you, they've been wickedly successful, but they've been completely isolated. They don't have anyone to talk to. They don't have anybody to share it with. And the trend right now is collaboration. So yes. I have a bunch of solopreneurs and entrepreneurs coming onto my calls that are wickedly successful and they just don't want to do it by themselves anymore. Right. They want to have like a board of directors. They want to have people to bounce ideas off of. They want to have conversations. They want to know if they're hitting their mark or not, or if they can be doing it a better way. And this is what I see shifting. And so you know, with Conscious and Carefree, we really are turning into more of a hub 
of where like-minded people can come and, you know, read an article and have different perspective where someone can come and learn something new, a new skill or a way to be mindful or how to connect better and have better relationships because these are the things that matter most in life. Right. And, and when we are being these things, when we're focusing on these things, we become magnets, Sandra. I know you know this. People, you called me last week. Stephanie, let's do the show. I mean, this is what happens because you start to radiate this joy and you really are authentically being and doing what you love. And if you can't do it in that moment, you're reading about it, you're watching shows about it, you're talking to people about it, and that helps it to expand. And this is the trend that I see going on. And this is what my partner and I, you know, hope to have people addicted to in a good way that, you know, connection is the key to all things. And that, you know, to become a lifetime learner, like you were saying, to go to a class and learn a new application or how you can help yourself or help your friends, you know, up leveling is a big piece of conscious and carefree because, you know, since I was a teenager, 15 years old, I became obsessed with optimal and peak performance. Mm -hmm. And all my life I studied it and I just was obsessed with it. So, you know, it, for me, it's not so much about competition. You know, our society teaches us we, we have to be better than everybody else and you have to beat them in the game and you have to do all this. And that creates a lot of resistance it and it creates a lot of animosity and it creates difficulty. And, and conflict. So, right? Yeah. And conflict. Well, and, and how many going on? people do you know bring that mentality to their friendships, to yes. their personal relationships, to their relationships with their kids? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it, it's, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Well, and the other and, thing, Chen, that I've noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed this too, but like as we get more involved into this digital age, and you know, I love digital, don't get me wrong. I think it's got a lot of cool things, but we become more cerebral. We become all in our heads and less yeah. in our hearts. And yes. I found this, you know, I do a lot of training at different companies and I come in and, you know, when I sit down and I actually listen to someone, like I'm present, you know, like I learned from my mom, I'm present and I listen to them and I connect with not only my head, but I connect with my heart. What a different response you get, you know, people let yep. their guard down. They're no longer coming to work and they're battling. We're now right. collaborating. We're now joining forces rather than being opposing forces. And honestly, Sandra, that's how the world's going to get better. This, we're we going to be the ones that change the world. Yes, it's important for us to vote. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've got a bunch of people complaining, and I don't want to go into politics. Right. However, I do want to say that, that we are the change makers, and, and that takes consciousness and, you know, we, we have to pay attention and we have to do our due diligence and we have to have conversations sometimes even with people we don't agree with. You know, we're trying to heal this great divide mm -hmm. that's going on and we have to be willing to also listen to people we don't agree with. Right. And we have not been taught this skill. And, and it, I'm concerned. I wrote a blog about it recently because I'm concerned that you know, someone disagreeing with another person turns into, I hate you, or, you know, look what's just happened, right? right? Or you're a bad person because you have different beliefs than I do. This is insanity. It is insanity. It's insanity. And, you know, and you so, also have people afraid to even speak for those yeah. very reasons. Yep. And so, like I said, we have to turn the tides, but the, the turning of the tide really does start with us it and does. it starts with yeah it starts with us um saying okay you know what do i want out there what do i want in the world i want peace and harmony i want uh, collaboration i want everybody to be successful i want everybody to be doing what they're passionate about and what their purpose is well that that starts here mm -hmm. that starts at home it starts, and it with, starts you with you and me Right, you know? and you got to extend that to yourself first. Yes, yourself is a priority, and building a quality of life within 
so that you can serve. You know, there's that story about the airplane and the oxygen mask. And when the oxygen mask drop, you've got to put your oxygen mask first before you can take care of anybody else. You right, and that's you know? counterintuitive. Like as a parent, you know, yep. it's counterintuitive. As a as a spouse or a girlfriend or a husband, it's counterintuitive. But honestly, like if I take really good care of myself, I'm a better parent. I'm a better yep. girlfriend. I'm a better daughter. Yep. Like all these things come from me taking care of myself. And it's not just eating right, and it's not just sleeping, and it's not no. just those things. It's one of the things that hit me really hard a couple of years ago was how am I talking to myself in my own head? Like the way I yes. talk to myself, I would have never allowed myself to talk to that, that talk that way to another human being ever. Exactly. And yet I could beat myself up on a daily basis in my own head, in my own, cause there's like, there's you, there's you with other people. And then there's yep. that internal you, that quiet you that you go to sleep with at night, that you ride in the car with, you you might be sick in bed with. Like that you is the one that I think you need to attend to first and the most. Absolutely. And I mean, again, I think it's that people don't even realize that they have this conversation going on. You know, we've got like what? Like I think it's between 70 and 90,000 thoughts running through our head at any period of time and a majority of them are negative just based on pattern right. I, I want to say like 40 yeah 40,000 like yeah and it's it's not even what someone says to you you know that's hurtful it's what you keep saying to yourself after and we have a choice also if we're around in a negative environment whether we take in someone's insults, where we take in somebody's anger, whether we take in somebody's frustration, you know, we have to learn to stand up for ourselves and to respect ourselves and, and maybe even to remove ourselves from situations that are causing us harm and just say to somebody, I love you and I appreciate you and this really is hurtful to me. This is, feels toxic to me and I, I need to step out. I need to go step outside and take a deep breath or we have to learn to communicate this way. This is the part of, you know, connection that's so important is our world is changing so fast. Our relationships are changing so fast and we're having to move even faster. And that's really when we need to kind of slow down the most. We have to create that time to connect internally with ourselves you know, am I acting in a way that I want to act right now? Am I thinking in a way that's kind to myself? Yeah. This is conscious and carefree. So this is, you know, this is the way that we want to live. Well, so, and it's a skill. Like that's the thing that I didn't understand is. until, you know, much, much later is that yeah. you can acquire these skills just like a language, you know, yep. just like a cooking skill, like you can yep. acquire them. And it just requires you to kind of sit with yourself, slow down, and then share. Because if you don't share what's going on, you know, the one thing that I found has been happening lately is as the relationship I'm in deepens, I find myself expressing my thoughts without coaching them, without right them without it's like the raw you know and last night I made a joke or something and and you know um he said he goes wow Sandy goes why would you even say that about yourself he goes would you ever say that to me and I'm like no he's like would you ever uh, say that to your kids I'm like no no because once you're vulnerable and you're open and you allow people in Yes. If the person is the right person or the people are the right people, you can trust them. They'll yep. call you on it and say, I don't, yep. don't ever say that about yourself again. That's, that's not true. And you're not even aware not because even. you, you know, I, this is what I say to my clients too, is that they've spent so many years with this same self-talk or so many years with this same treatment. They don't even recognize that it's negative or harmful. And right. so, you know, my Right? You don't I realize said, it. I'll, I'll be honest with what I said. I'll be like, you like, you know, so-and-so, I get why you're successful. You have your charts and your graphs and your, your this and your that. And I, and this is what you do to plan at night. And he's like, well, what do you do? And I'm like, well, 
I turn on like the Hallmark movies <laughs> and yeah. I make, make popcorn and I make hot chocolate and I sit on my things and I, I flip through my magazines and I cut things out that are meaningful to me. And then I, you know, not a vision board, but just I cut things out that are meaningful to me. And then I kind of stick them together and take a picture of my camera and make myself happy. And then I create. Oh, and I, I love said, it. But I thought because it seemed, and this goes back to full circle, that thing about yeah. what, was meaningful to us when we were children. Well, I yes. liked my little art therapy and I liked my romance novels and I liked all these things that made me feel good or helped me feel good or encouraged yes. me to feel good. And then I would go into my creative mode from there. But because that wasn't recognized by top universities and business schools right. and methodology, right. you know, and when I went to Northwestern Journalism School and I secretly confessed that I love to read romance novels, the, the, the sillier and the, the, the more cornball, the better. I was castigated. I was, it, it was like I threw acid on everyone. <laughs> So well, I, that's what you learned. I right, mean, that's so I the way you learned all it. Those things that made me me secret, and now maybe because yeah. I'm too old or too whatever, I don't want to keep it secret anymore. And I'm I'm an unabashed Hallmark movie watcher, and that's how I get into my zone, and I can own it now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, you have to know what makes you feel good. Yeah, you got to know what makes you feel good. Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that I carried this like bucket of shame for these things mm. until I was called on it in a very gentle and loving way. And, and he said, well, these are the things I love about you because you're such a dichotomy of this like giant goofball in one area of your life and then intensely successful in the other. And he goes, you, you kind of just do your thing. He goes, I admire that. And I thought to myself, like, I need to change my way of thinking because it really only matters what I think. It's true. It's true. And when you start to love yourself the way that you love your kids or the way that you want to love your, your divine partner, this is when the magic really begins. And, you know, you got to start where you are. Everybody's at a different place, but you could just make a choice today. Okay. Um, you know, what would it look like, feel like, sound like for me to become my own best friend? Right. And this is a process. Like you said, it takes some of my clients to say, come on, I, I've been doing this already. And I say to them, well, how many years did you, you know, did you do that other way to yourself? And they say, right. I'm like, like 30. So I say, so, so how long do you think it's going to take for you to, you know, integrate these new ways of being and these new behaviors and these new habits? You got to develop new habits and new patterns. Right. You know, there's that saying that, that the old doors aren't going to open new things and right. they're not. You've got to open new doors. You have to be devoted and dedicated to the newness. And I know we're going to talk about this in a future episode, embracing change. And you know, this is it right now because uh, you know, resistance and um, you know, running ourselves into the ground and beating our heads against the wall, that, that stuff is, is come to its time. It's, it it's is, done. or the, you know, it's I done. have 600 emails in my inbox and exactly. oh, I have calls to return and all these exactly. like, like overwork and, yep. you know, hagged out, you know, road hard, put away wet is some sort of yep. badge of courage and honor. Yeah. No, it's, it, that's, it's that's passe. To, it's harder to go home on time. It's harder to yes. leave your work at work and yes. focus on your kids and enjoy dinner without like, those are the hard things. It's easy right. to be a workaholic stress monster. Exactly. Because <laughs> you've been so good at it for so long. Well, yeah, but you just go with it. Like you go with where yeah. your emotion takes you. If I'm stressed out, I'm going to work myself till two in the morning. And then I'm going to get up and think I'm all that. Like all that is emotion driven. I think what we're talking about is choice driven. How it's do I choose? Exactly right. You know, like. I started recently going back to an office. You know, I've been working out of my home for a decade and yeah. I only had the hallway to adjust from working Sandra to mom Sandra. Wow. And so that was hard for me. Now I have this like 20 minute drive home that yeah. I can process my day. I can decompress. Yes, I'm throwing carbon onto the environment. Yes, I'm, you know, adding one more car to the uh. 
but that space allows me to transition like an 18 wheeler truck, you know, like I'm transitioning from drive to reverse or to whatever it is. Um, That's a great way to think about it. Because we don't give ourselves time to transition between our roles. Right. So why shifting gears? Huh? Shifting gears. Yeah. So why wouldn't we carry the go, go, go mentality, get it done, you know, multitask, all these things. Why wouldn't we bring those into our homes? Um, because it's, it's because it will run yourself down and you will run down everything in your presence. Um, years ago, uh, and, and I'm not proud of this, but I, I mean, I'm human too. I overheard my son say, you know, when I was rushing from one thing to another and I was under a great amount of stress and something big was happening. And I guess I was making the people around me not very happy. And so my son said, oh, you know, mom just gave me a hit and run. And I heard, overheard this and I went, oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. That was a life-changing moment for me. And so I thought about, okay, is that the way, is that how you want your kids to refer to you when you have something really intense going on? And my answer is no. And so, you know, part of this lifestyle and this way of being is also um, what I'm doing with you right now and what you do with your clients is removing the mask because we are taught to wear this mask and we're trained well and, you know, university teaches us and grade school teaches us and the, and you know, the harshness of life teaches us to put on this mask and come from our ego. And uh, it doesn't feel good. It may feel good at the time and it may have served us then, but this time really is to the people that are most happy and the people I know that are most successful are taking off their masks. Yeah. You know, like I said, they're just, they're, they're expressing their feelings. They're talking about what's truly important to them. And like you said, you know, some people aren't going to like it and, and that's fine because you might have people that step out. You might have people right. that leave your life because they just, you, you may lose things in common because you're now interested in making tea and you're now interested in uh, studying herbs to help yourself relax and other people might say, well, that's woo-woo. Or, or that's or they lo- what I heard was she lost her edge. Uh, well, I, I want to congratulate you on losing your edge. Yeah, because I, I love your softness. And I love that you are relaxed and that you're really, you know, just like my friend Terry, you're really enjoying the whole thing. Not just when the show's done and produced and polished, but you're just, you know, you're living your life in joy and, and you're, and in love and, um, and that creates fulfillment. You know, all these other things we do that, you know, the ride them hard thing that, that brings satisfaction. But what, what is going to bring us lifetime fulfillment is, you know, uh, having really great relationships and connecting to people in ways we never have before. It's going to be on feeling good you know, not just physically, but mentally, emotionally, and psychologically. It's going to be about becoming mindful and you start to notice things differently. You start to notice the color of the sky or, you know, the yellowness of a flower that's on the ground that's in front of your front door that you so busy running past in the past that you've never even seen it before. Right. And, you know, and, and up leveling. And so, like I said, people will start knocking on your door and coming to you because you're radiating this harmony and well-being and and joy and joy and well, then we get to do it together today Steph you know I can go back to a lot of my corporate friends and you know they they're not at peace and they're not yeah. happy and they don't have yeah. like I can say I have contentment like yep. I couldn't say that 20 years ago, or even 10 years ago at the peak of my quote unquote corporate success. And it it is something that you choose to have. I mean, and then no matter how successful you are, I do believe that you have to choose to be more carefree. 
you have to choose to be more conscious and that we can do this together. You know, you can hire a coach if you don't know how to do it. You can come join a mastermind group. You can hang out unconscious and carefree. You can. So we have visited today with Stephanie Dumont. Her website is B, as in B, carefree, the letter B, bcarefree.com. Sign up for her weekly inspiration. Come and join us at um, Conscious and Carefree. You'll be glad you did because you can make changes. Now, we're going to have another episode coming up with Stephanie. These are back-to-back episodes, so you're going to want to tune in next week when the next show comes out because we're going to talk about change. And one of the things that was so vital to me was to learn how to navigate new normals, make choices Mm. that supported the change results that I wanted to see. So we're going to be back again next week with Stephanie Dumont, Sandra Beck. We will be seeing you at BeCarefree.com. Thanks, Sandra. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.